Heavenly Father, as we read these scriptures, we pray, Father, the Spirit of God will take them, Lord, give us the text and the context, Lord, and the inspiration, Father. Grant it, Lord. Hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Circumcise my lips, Lord. Circumcise the hearts of the hearers that we may receive your word in the pure, in its pure Thank you, Father. We ask and pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. We are reading from, we are reading Genesis 17. I am the Lord, I am the almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, um, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations, neither shall they name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations." For an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger. All the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession and I will be their God. And God said unto Abraham, Abraham, thou shalt keep my covenant Therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised, and he shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight Days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generations. He that is born in thy house, or bought with money of any stranger which is not of thy seed. He that is born in thy house, and he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised, and my confidant. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the circumcision and the uncircumcised man, child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that so shall be cut off from his people. He shall, he hath broken my covenant. May the Lord add blessing to the ring of his word. You may be seated. <laughs> 
Yeah, we shall have two services. I hope, Brother Luther, you are prepared with all the... Uh -huh. um, then, uh, while you're seated, we're going to read this also. I, I just didn't want to keep you long, standing long. We are reading from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, also 14. It's also another long reading. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are in Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with him, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us and accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his glory, wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him, who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom he also trusted, after that he had the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that he believed ye were sealed with, a, with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession and to the praise of his glory. Amen. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. Yes, I, li I, I like it that way. I like reading it myself. If I choose to read it, to, to, the reading should be done in one language. Some other preachers prefer the translator to read, but personally, I prefer to read it myself because it, it inspires me. As I read the scripture, I feel inspired. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. What a blessed reading. 
Amen. Especially now that the message, the Bible has been made new. It has been made a new book. Because how could we know the things? I can't imagine a denominational preacher preaching here. What would he say about circumcision? When we don't circumcise, Seems like we don't. But we, we observe that scripture. There is no any part of the Bible that we throw away. We believe this Bible from cover to cover. And we practice the entire Bible. Praise God. How would we speak about predestination that we are chosen in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world. How could we know those mysteries without the message of the hour? Without the coming of Elijah the prophet. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. God told me Abraham, this sign of circumcision shall be for his seed. And after him, for generations. Amen. Praise God. Do you know? According to the Bible, we are more. Children to Abraham than the Jews in Palestine. The blessing that God promised Abraham was to come to bless all nations was to come through his royal seed. Bless all nations. And the royal seed of Abraham is Jesus Christ. And we are children of Jesus Christ. Christ. Do you know Jesus has children? We are children of Jesus Christ. We have received a new birth. Praise God. And the new birth is done by Jesus. The first birth I was done, it was done by my father and my mother. But I've been born again. And my second birth has been done by Jesus Christ. By receiving his life. Praise God. Jesus has shared his life with me. And there is a new being in me that is formed after Jesus. I am born again by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And by being born again by Jesus Christ and Jesus is the royal seed of Abraham. I am a descendant of Abraham. Praise God. If you want to know my clan, Abrahamic, 
That's my clan. Praise God. That's my clan. Amen. Amen. I'm an Abraham's son. I'm a descendant of Abraham. And the blessings that God gave Abraham. And the covenant he made with Abraham. It was not only for him as Abraham. But it was for him and his seed after him. Abraham represented a big group behind him. Praise God. And that big group. Group I am one of them. I don't know about you, but I am one of them. Now that is according to the scriptures. We are children of Abraham. We are descendants of Abraham. Abraham is our family. We are Jews. Amen. We are Jews. Spiritual Jews. We are spiritual Israelites. We are children of Israel through Abraham. Abraham has two groups. He has the kind of the physical. Praise God. Those are the Israelites in Palestine. Then he has the spiritual group. And we are the spiritual group. And what makes Abraham an issue? What makes he Abraham different from other people was not the physical. It was not the body. The body was like any other body. Like a body of any other person. So the people he produced after the body that doesn't make them very important. But what made him different was his faith. Was the spiritual body. And for us, we are born by the spiritual body of Abraham. And that is the faith of Abraham. So that's what it makes us more of his children. And that's what makes us children of God. Praise God. So what is your clan? That you belong to Kasimba clan. Now, how do you benefit from Kasimba? Abraham. For me, I belong to Abrahamic clan. You find, you find someone struggling to to the Kasimba clan. You know, for us of the Kasimba, for us of the Kobe clan. A cover that is burnt and scorched. We of the dog clan. No one would And you're proud of belonging to a dog clan. For us of the monkey clan. Stealing maize is your occupation. My clan. I'm a descendant of Abraham. How many belong to our clan? Aha. That's why I believe that you're blessed. Spiritually. 
A blessing is a spiritual thing, right? It is not a physical thing. It is a spiritual thing. And now your spiritual clan is Abraham. That is your spiritual clan. So the spiritual blessings that comes upon you is not by your physical Family. My issues are determined by the spiritual blessing or curse. It is a spiritual power that paves my way. Not the physical. Now, my spiritual family is Abraham. And that means the spiritual blessing or curse it is from that family. If Abraham was cursed, then I am cursed. But if Abraham was blessed, I am blessed. The blessings of Abraham are following me. Praise God. David said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Nothing will take me from the house of the Lord. I am blessed. I'm a son of Abraham. Abraham. I'm a child of Abraham. Abraham. And the God of Abraham Abraham is my God. And the blessings of Abraham are mine. And the promises of Abraham they are promises for me. Hallelujah. I didn't want to preach very much on that line. But I would have gone somewhere in the scriptures. Let us go there. I believe in being led by the Holy Spirit. Than being led by notes. Hebrews chapter 6. Verse 13. For when God made promise to Abraham because... He could not swear by no greater. He swear by himself. Saying surely. Blessing I will bless thee. What, who, what which doctor. What sorcerer. What night dancer can bewitch the blessing of God upon Abraham that God has swore by himself? Praise God. Never come to me and tell me that I'm being bewitched and being bewitched. I will slap you for nothing. Bakuloga, they are bewitching you. Anyaloga Abraham. Who bewitches Abraham? Bible gamba eri Abraham. The Bible says unto Abraham, Tewali doko. There is no witchcraft. Abraham ali dogo proof. Abraham is witchcraft proof. Hallelujah. Amina. Buondoga. If you bewitch me, you're causing problems to your soul. Because your witchcraft will return unto you. And they will whip you. 
Weeping you for sending them into troubles. The grace of God has surrounded me. Angels are all around me. The blood of Jesus is all around me. The pillow of fire is all around me. And you send me your witchcraft. Those witchcraft will go back to you and kill you. Why? I'm blessed. God has sworn by himself. The Bible says there was no one greater than him by whom he would swear. And he swore by himself. Why? People swear by those who are greater than them. I swear by my father. I swear by my grandfather. I swear by the king. They swear by the kings. Hallelujah. Amen. Now God God had no one greater than him. So he swore by himself. You know that swearing that he did? You know the oath that he made? It is a very tough oath. When God promised Abraham Abraham tasked him Abraham with a question How do I know I want to be sure that what you have promised me will come to pass. How do I know? God looked at Abraham. He's ready now to swear. He's looking around who to swear. Hallelujah. He told him, bring me a lamb. Three years. Bring me God. Three years. Bring me a calf. Three calves. Three years and turtle doves. He brought them. He said, Get a panda. Cut them in two. Split them. Put the head one side and the bird another side. And the lamb the same thing. And the god the same thing. And the calf the same thing. Praise God. Something that is dissected like that. It is dead. Life has left it. And then God, the Bible says he put him to sleep. He breathed over him and he slept. And then the Bible says a great light went through those pieces of animal. That light that went there is the light that Moses found in the burning bush. Is the I am. Is God himself. He went through it. A minister's dead animal. What was he saying? He was saying, If I don't fulfill my promise, if I don't bless you the way I have promised you, just like these animals, let my life be detached from me. Let me die. And the everlasting one. Can never die. God can never die. God made a covenant. He made a promise that if I don't bless you, let me die. Oh, hallelujah! He saw by himself. 
He was swearing to you for you. Do you know brother sister? Your beginning is not yesterday. You are not 20 years old. You are not 40 years old. You are not 60 years old. You are eternally old. You were there in God before the foundation of the world. Praise God. The Bible says Levi paid tithes to Mechzadeh. He paid a tenth to God when he was still in the loyals of Abraham. Praise God. And Levi is a great grandchild of Abraham. But when Abraham paid tithes to Mechzadeh, those of you who know the Bible, you know the story. Abraham, Abraham was coming from the slot of the kings. And he had come out with a lot that he had caught from those kings. And as he came carrying a lot, he found Mechzadeh. That was God himself. And he gave him a tenth of all. A child of God will always remember to give Tithes. Of all that he gets, of all that God gives him, he gave him a tenth. And then that was many generations before Levi was born. But the Bible says Levi paid a tenth when he was still in the loyalty. The loyalty is this part. This is the loyal. But the loyal is this. That's where the seeds of a man are. So, when Levi was still in the seed form, in his great grandfather, he paid God a time. When Abraham paid a time, it was counted also on Levi because he was there. In Abraham. Praise God. Now that idea. You can stretch it out to Adam. When Adam was made. In the image of God. You were fair. Hallelujah. Amen. When God called Abraham, when Abel offered an excellent sacrifice to Jehovah, and Jehovah was happy and he approved the sacrifice, you were there. You were in Abel. Spiritually speaking, that's why you are here this morning giving a more excellent sacrifice to God. God. Because even then you did something. Praise God. When God called Abraham you were there. You were in Abraham. When he called him come out. Separate from those 
people separate you were there that's why you have been able now to separate from the Catholic Church from the Anglican Church from the Islam religion from Pentecostal denomination that's why you have been able to do that you are, like, you are characteristics you are a separatist you are a separatist. You separate from anything that is unbelief. Praise God. You never mix with unbelief. If you are buried somewhere in unbelief and you hear the voice of God, you will always come out. That is your nature. That is the characteristics of your clan. Hallelujah! Amen. If you are covered with darkness, you can stay there for some time. But when the light shines, you will always come out. You will separate from darkness. That's your character. Oh, bless you. So when God gave covenant to Abraham, you were there. He gave it to you. Let me continue. With that quote. Hallelujah. Yakua covenant. He gave you a covenant. Where were you? spiritual loyons of Abraham. We are in the spiritual loyons of Abraham. Amen. Amen. Well, um, and so after he had patiently, verse 15, and you had obtained the promise. For many verily swear by the greater. And an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Are you sure of what you're saying? Are you saying the truth? Yes. Hey. I've sweared. Now, after someone swears, there is nothing you can add unto that. It is the end of all strife. So, God has promised Abraham. And Abraham is asking him, How do I know? So, here there is strife. And God now swears as an end of all strife. Wherein God willing more abundantly to sue unto the hairs. I want to go slowly with these verses. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the hairs of promise. This is a promise between God and Abraham. But here we are seeing many. He's saying Agamba. to sue unto the hairs. The hairs. You can put your name there. My name is here among the hairs of the promise. 
So this promise was not for one man. It was many, many others behind him. So he was so much willing to show to us with the hairs of this promise the immutability or the immutability of his counsel. Immutability means unchangeable. That he cannot promise you today and tomorrow. He changes what he has promised. He's not a son of man to regret. He's not a son of man to lie. He's not a son of man to repent. His counsel is immutable. Praise God. Of his counsel. Confirmed it by an oath. He has given a, a counsel. He has given a promise. And now he confirms it. By an oath. Which oath we have already seen. The unconditional covenant. God calling animals and then he goes through them. And he's saying if I don't fulfill what I promise you. Let me die. Like these dead animals. Remember he put Abraham to sleep. And he's walking in the two pieces of animals. When Abraham is asleep. Meaning. You don't have to bother. You don't have to contribute. Me, I will do it whether you are awake or asleep. It doesn't matter about you. Amen. Amen. Me, I will do it whether you are off guard, whether you are relaxed, whether you are asleep, whether you are off duty, me, I will do it. You will see it come to pass. Amen. You just sleep. That covenant is called the unconditional covenant. At first he had a covenant with man. If you do, I will do. If you do, I will do. You play your part, I play my part. But this one now, because it had been laid down by man, he was not going to trust man. Because man will fail. God does not trust you. He trusts himself. So he has committed himself. Regardless of your weakness. Oh my. That is powerful. Confirmed by an oath. That by two immutable things. In which it was impossible for God to lie. We, we might have a strong consolation. Who have, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Two, Tulioke, so that we might have a strong 
consolation. Not only Abraham, Abraham but all of us. Amen. 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 Who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. We have talked about, we have contributed close for refugees. A refugee is someone who leaves his place, his country because of persecution or trouble. To find a better heaven. Do you know we are all refugees? We are all refugees. This world is not our home. We have fled from this world. This world is full of trouble. It is under judgment. It's full of stress and trouble and problems. Jesus said, in this world you have a lot, there is a lot of trouble. But be of good courage. I have overcome the world. I got to prepare a place for you. We are pilgrims and strangers. In this world, I am a pilgrim. I'm a stranger. We are seeking a city to come. So we could not find comfort in our homes, in our families. In our clans. So we fled to Jesus. Amen. For refuge. We are refugees in Jesus. In the Bible. Oh my. I'm, I'm preaching off my notes. In the Bible times. God put different uh, groups, clans, and different cities. And then he prepared a place that he called the city of refuge. Praise God. Recently we received the Af- Afghanistan as refugees here. That is something that is something I, I praise the president of you, of, the, of our country for. How can you refuse refugees? Praise God. We received refugees. In the Bible, there was also cities of refuge. Amen. Amen. And some, it was for this kind of people. Someone commits an offense. He has not premeditated, he has not planned. He has killed someone. He's cutting a tree. It falls on someone. Someone dies. Or if you were to like today, you're driving a motorbike, or a vehicle, you knock someone. You did not mean, you did not intend to kill him. He's dead. 
But now, his people wants to pay blood for blood. They are called avengers for blood. They want to kill you. Now, when you see that trouble there, you run in one direction to the city of refuge. You go inquiring. Hello, how are you? Where is the way to the city of refuge? Oh, yeah, turn, turn, turn right. You are running to the city of refuge. You know that's the only place in the whole world where you will be safe. Hallelujah! Amen. Provided by Jehovah Himself. And when you reach that city of refuge, it always have keepers at the gate. They keep watching for anyone who is running to find heaven there. They open for you. Maybe by the time you read there, there are some people running after you with lungus and and they open for you and as you step there, they close the gate. You are safe now. You are free to fall there and roll in the grass. And you say, Ah, no gamma. Hallelujah. That's what happened to us. When the devil came running after us, he's seeking to destroy us. He's seeking to Take us to hell. Amen. Amen. There is a seat of refuge in The seat of refuge is Jesus Christ. When we run to him, the gate is closed. And the demons are closed out. How do you tell me? that I have fled to Jesus for refuge and then I'm having curses and troubles from my family or wherever or from sorcerers and from witchcraft. Once you have fled to Christ you are, you are a beneficiary of all the promises of all the blessings that God has for Abraham. All the people who have fled to Christ, they have a free ticket to enjoy every blessing, every opportunity, peace, healing, joy, prosperity eternal life the bosom of the Holy Spirit hallelujah comfort all that is theirs every power every blessing every opportunity the anointing of the Holy Spirit Hallelujah. Amen. Belong to them. Yeah, Once you enter the city of refuge, everything that God promised Abraham is yours.
Oh, hallelujah. Amen. To him for refuge. If you are comfortable in the world, you are in the wrong place. If you are comfortable, you have peace. You are loved. You are comforted in the world. What are you doing here? You are in the wrong place. This is a refugee camp. Hallelujah. Amen. We don't have peace in the world. The world is not our home. Jesus said, Yes, we are gamba. I sent you like sheep among wolves. The world is full of wolves. That is not home. Praise God. We have no peace in the world. But we have our consolation in Jesus Christ. This world is not my home. I am just passing. My treasures are laid out. Somewhere the The angels beckon me. From heaven's open door. And I can feel at home. In this world. Anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus is the seat of refuge. And once we are in Christ Jesus, the avenger of blood can never touch us. He cannot, he's allowed, he's not allowed there. Out of bounds. For the avenger of blood. Out of bounds. For any demon. Any stress. Out of bounds. For any curse. No sorcery. Is allowed to cross that gate. Out of bounds. Praise God. It is a home for the refuge. It's good that I received you. My Savior God. Hallelujah. Amen. I received him. And he didn't cast me out. I'm his. And he is mine. He called me. And I noticed that his voice. Hallelujah. The voice of God. And he said, come unto me. For he who are weary. I heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a song that says, Never a man speak like this. 
Praise God. Who can speak like him? Even some relatives of the president are suffering. Even the some relatives of the king are suffering. But Jesus called everyone. He stood that day under the sun on some hill in Jerusalem and said, Come unto me, ye who labor and a heavy letter, and I will give you rest. I received him and he never cast me out I am his and his mine hallelujah amen we used to sing a song in the Pentecostal church look at the devil he's crying the devil is ashamed do you know your enemy looking at you and he can do nothing to you? It's like Pharaoh stood and he saw his army. The children of Israel had crossed over. His armies and his chariots were drowned in the sea. He stood and looked beaten down. Helpless. Praise God. That's what the devil is to us. He can he is helpless. Amen. Amen. We have fled into Jesus. He has given us peace. Joy. Heavenly joy. Heavenly peace. He has given us security. We are safe forever. Even if we die. We shall resurrect. Praise God. Brother Branham said, I don't fear to go down. But how I will come out? Now, once you have an assurance of eternal life, of how you come out, you should not fear. You are fortified. You are secured in Christ Jesus. A child of God, a child of God does not sit on peace talks with the devil. A child of God, when we are still young, you would fear to provoke anyone who is stronger than you, fearing to be beaten. And you would do it carefully. I was so stubborn. There was one boy who was at school. I was young around in people. I, I, I reached him and I pulled his ear. I said, Now look at this shabby, shabby boy. Now, he went and reported me to the headmaster. I saw the headmaster. The headmaster called me, come. come. And he laid me down. When he laid me down, why did you provoke this one? 
And he whipped me. Whipped four whips. Four whips. Hey, I was so. But after the parade, there was a place they used to pass as they were going to their home. I followed them. I followed them. I found them in a very bad place. No one was going to help them. And he looked at me. And he trembled. And I told him, why did you make me to be beaten? And he said, but it is you who provoked me. And he started pleading. And I, go, I, I was... I got mercy. And I told him, now what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you whole whips. I told him, I twisted his arm. And I told him, you're going to twist my arm and pay me. I pay you for what you I also pay with four whips. Four whips. I'll twist your arm. Twist my arm and I'll whip you with four whips. He laid down. I whipped him. Powerful whips. To pay him back. So I gave him my arm also to twist it. He just did this. Do you know why? Atia. He was fearful. When you afflict me with pain, I might give him some He was even older than me. Stubborn. But I was very stubborn. Kakati. Now, we, we don't fear to afflict the devil with pain. That will, provoke him, that will provoke his anger. He has no anger that he can rise up with against us. And he comes and manages Tuliko us. We have protection. That's why you see Moses. When Pharaoh called him and told him, Now Moses, I want us to come up with an agreement. Now let us agree. You know we grew up in the palace together. We used to play together, Moses. I want us to agree now. You take the elderly and I keep the children. And Moses told him, <laughs> I can't agree upon anything with you. We will not leave even a hoof. Even if you tell us to leave a hoof behind, we will not leave it. We are going with our children, with our cattle, with our goats, with our ducks, everything that belongs to us. We are going with it. Instead of leaving for you, we will even take some of your belongings. Because we are not going out at your mercy. We don't need your favor. We are going out whether you like it or not. 
We don't need any mercy, any kindness, any favor. If you think you can do anything, do your best. Do all you can. Get every gun. Get every artillery. Get every force. Let it stand on our way. We must go. Whether you like it or not. That is total deliverance. That is a child of God. Don't just say, let me not provoke the devil. Not to provoke the devil. What will he do? You provoke him, what will he do? You have protection. Hallelujah. So we have that strong consolation. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Both sure and steadfast. And which entereth into that within the veil. Amen. Amen. An anchor of the soul. Oh, I like this scripture. You have the protection. Protection that is a hundred percent all round protection. Your income is protected. Because my God shall supply your needs according to his riches in glory. Your riches comes from your supply comes from so you have protection. Even if they terminate you from work today your provision comes from where? From glory. God will provide to you David said I was young. Now I'm old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. He doesn't say they are not tried. He said many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivereth him out of them. All. You will be delivered out of your afflictions. Your your trial is for a season. And God purposes those trials to come your way. Because trials are his training tools. He is training you for promotion. Because you will sit with him on his throne. You're called to be a king. Praise God. And to be a king, you have to have the character of a king. And to get the character of a king, you have to, 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 to be trained. And what training, what trains you is suffering. So God allows you in a season of suffering as a training on your way to your destiny. 
So when you are suffering and training, it does not mean that you are forsaken. Paul said, we are persecuted, but we are not forsaken. We are cast down, but we are not destroyed. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's what it is. God saw to Abraham and his seed. And, and you are. Now Thanks be to the Lord. Look at yourself as a seed of Abraham. Look at yourself with all the blessings Abraham. that God promised Abraham. Because he promised him for you. Amen. Look at that. Confess that. Think that. That's what the Bible says. That Jesus is the high priest of our confession. Amen. Amen. And what you confess is what you become. So don't fear no, no evil. And don't confess any evil. Praise God. All will be well. Hallelujah. All will be well. I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able. Listen. The family I was born in, it was not my choice. It wasn't my choice. So I cannot, I cannot be penalized for that. But I know whom I have believed. Praise God. I have believed him. And I know that he is able to keep that which I committed unto him against that day. Now let me, just for a few minutes, go through my, 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 my subject. All that I've taught has nothing to do with my subject. Praise God. I was just expounding the scriptures. So we are Abraham's seed. Amen. He gave him a covenant of circumcision. Praise God. And that covenant pertains to us also. We are circumcised people. Praise God. Let the Muslims know and all other people know that we are circumcised people. Let there be no problem with that. Yeah, we are circumcised people. Amen. Amen. So, because that's a covenant with, uh, of, between God and Abraham. And it was to be there forever. Let me read your quote here. About circumcision. How many in here has, has not received the Holy Ghost? I'm reading a quote. Being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Raise your hands. You know you have not been. 
Just look at the hands. Now I want to talk on, the, on it. As the Holy Spirit being a sign. For it is a sign. We realize that. And all promises is given to us. By Abraham was the father of the promise. Because God gave the promise to Abraham. And he said after him. The promise was made to Abraham. And to his seed. And this sign is to a covenant people. A covenant people. The sign of circumcision is to a covenant people. We have a covenant with God. Right? Amen. And now, there is a vast difference between just a Christian and a Holy Ghost filled Christian. And now, we are going to get this from the scripture. And place it just exactly in the scripture. In the first place, there is a Christian professed to be a Christian. But if this Christian has not yet been filled with the Holy Ghost, he is only in the process of being a Christian. See? He is professed to believe it. He is working to it. But God has not yet given him his spirit of the Holy Ghost. He is not yet reached that God with God. But God has recognized it. Recognize. Amen. Amen. Now this statement God to recognize Amen. Because I have studied the word properly believe what I'm going to tell you. Amen. Amen. Now this recognize God recognizing something in you that he gives you the sign. What does he recognize? It is your faith. God, after recognizing the faith of Abraham, he gave him a sign of circumcision. So even you, when you say you are a believer, Oh, how many want to receive Jesus Christ as their pastor or Savior? Yes, I'm a believer. Okay, fine. You have believed. You say you have believed him. Now, not all who say, My Lord, my Lord. But those who do the will of my father which is in heaven. The professors are many. They say they believe him. They claim they believe him. 
So God has to recognize that you are a true believer. Eternal life, you cannot fake it. You cannot deceive God. You cannot pretend. No. There are many who pretend to believe. But when they are not true believers, God had to test Abraham to confirm that he is a real believer. You cannot cheat God. You cannot Thanks be to the Lord. Not everyone who says he's a believer and God stamps also that he's a believer. No. You cannot deceive God. There is real believing. Gold is checked by fire. There are things that look like gold. Fools Gold. That is gold, fool's gold. Iron, uh, gold, iron, uh, yeah, iron pyrites. Iron pyrites. Those things look like gold. Now the gold refiner, the one who purifies gold, what he does, he cannot look at those things and differentiate them. He takes all of them and he throws them in acid. Acid Hot acid. Now those things, those iron pyrites, they cannot go through that test. When they throw them in that hot acid, they dismantle and they are not anywhere. Real gold will remain. Now God also you cannot deceive him. How many? How many have made themselves believers? When they reach the test of being married they will go with a witch. They will go with an unbeliever. How many? How many have confessed to believe? And when they fall sick, or when they get poor, they forsake the faith. How many? Even this recent lockdown, many, many have been burnt out. Even on our way here, we found a brother up there bouncing with some guy and just <laughs> we are coming to church he's up there and then the people I was with the car they told me that one ever since lockdown he has not stepped in church even on, even on service there you find here on before the lockdown, he looked a believer. He never left this place. He frequented here. 
But those months of no fellowship, maybe some kagal lured him. Whatever could happen. The trial proved who, what faith he had. There is a brother I needed him this morning because there is a, a, an issue for him he needs to settle with another brother. So I told the deacon call him an outstanding brother here even professing to be a preacher. And when the deacon called him he was in bed. He was in bed. And this is a person who has not showed up ever since the church has opened. Hey brother. On a Sunday morning. You are in bed. Yeah, we have some challenges here. At home. But even your family is not come. Yeah, we have some challenges. But tell pastor will come. He was not like that before the lockdown. But the lockdown is a small trial. A small test. But it is proving people that they are fake. So you think you can deceive God? That you are a believer? Yes. God has believers. He has people who have believed in him. Whether death or life. Whether things are bad or good. In sickness and health. In riches and poverty. In losing relatives. In dying in sicknesses. Though he slay me. Yet I will. Remain worshipping him. I came in this world. Naked I'll go back naked. Whatever goes. Whatever lives. If my cows die. If my children die. If my people die. I will still worship God. I didn't come in this, in this world. With those things. God gave. God has taken away. May his name be glorified. Those words were spoken by Job. Nagamba, though he slammed me. They were repeated by Brother Branham. God took his wife. God took his wife. God took his child. You just married. You are 22 years, 23. You have two children. Your father dies. Your brother dies. Your wife dies. In just a period of one month, your daughter dies. One man met him and told him. I already see you standing on boxes on the streets preaching. I thought you said God is a good God. Brother Bram said he is Brother still Bram good. 
What does he mean to you now? He said he means everything to me. And though he slay me, yet I will believe and trust him. God has to test what you claim to be faith. There are many who are hiding in church. They are claiming to be believers. But let them take long to marry. They will get bastard pregnancies. They cannot stand the test. Let some man try to promise her she will quit church. She or he is loosely attached to church. The faith does not mean everything to him. It doesn't mean life to her. And God cannot accept that claim of faith. God knows better. You cannot cheat him. Praise God. He has true believers. He has an Abraham with him. Hallelujah. Who stayed for many, many years. Without children. Praise God. And finally at a hundred. He gave him a child. And asked him. Give me your best. If you love me. Give me your best. Give me your child. The Lord. There is nothing too much. For me to give to you. Your will is my command. If you have asked for my child, I cannot disobey. I'm giving you my child. Where should I slay him? Take him on that place where you have always gone and offered sacrifice. He packed him with firewood and a knife. He took him there. Amen. And he tied him. He pulled off his, he pulled away his neck to slay him. God saw God saw the determination and he stopped it. That is faith. That's a true believer. That is true faith in God. So God will have to test you and to prove you whether you are a true believer. Praise God. God does not take us at, at our word. We must take God at his word because what he says is what he means. But he does not take us at our word. He, he takes us by our faith which he proves. 
And after he has recognized your faith, he gives you a sign. Hallelujah! Amen. He has to recognize. Know it that as you hear, God doesn't just take us because we call ourselves Christians. Did you believe him? Huh? But he has to believe you also. If you say you believed Jesus, he also has to believe you. That thing that you believe, that you say you believe, that thing that says you believed him, he also, he also has to believe that it believed him. He believes it after weighing it. He tries it. Because he doesn't want to be deceived. I own pirates. You cannot con God. Hallelujah. Listen. The churches of Barokole today, the most people who are there, they just join church. They are they are only church joiners. They have only turned it into a religion. What is your religion? I'm a born again. And you hear also pastors saying, because they have turned political, uh, the Uganda has uh, so many millions of the born again. How do you know they are, they are born again? God refused. God hates people counting his people. In Israel, it was, it was a taboo to count, to carry out a, sens a, a census. One time, David counted the people of Israel. And it was, it was a big crime. It was a great evil to God. And, and God put a sentence before him. You read it. The Bible says, Satan counts his people, but God weighs his people. God does not count. He weighs. And then we start you might count porous objects. Yeah. The Bible talks about clouds without rain. Fountains without water. Isn't that the poorest things? 
And you buy an orange that has no juice in it. Are they too bold? A porous thing. Now God doesn't count. God weighs. And he weighs hearts. He weighs the heart. And God doesn't work with the numbers. He works with the weight of the faith that is in the heart. Praise God. Come out and These people who don't come to church because it rained. Yet when it rains, they go to work. But on Sunday, when it rains, they don't come to church. And you think they weigh anything? Those who say I didn't come to church because I didn't have transport. And they live just four kilometers away from the church. And in primary, I used to study, walk a distance of six or five kilometers. I would walk on foot without, without shoes on my feet. For you have shoes. But imagine walking without shoes on your feet. You're stepping on stones and they press. And you go to study seven kilometers away from home. And you come back seven kilometers. And five kilometers hinder me from coming to church. Let us continue here. Because the God made a covenant with Abraham, with Abraham, Abraham, after he had called Abraham, which is a type of a calling of a believer today, he called Abraham, and Abraham moved out of his country, and went into a strange land, to dwell among strange people. And that was a type of when God caused a man, to stop his meanness, Repent of his sin. He turns then from the crowd that he was in to live in a new crowd among new types of people. And then after God found Abraham to be faithful to the promise there are things that puzzle me that I don't also understand about God. Why can't, why, why can't God just look at me and say, ah, he is faithful? I can see his heart. Why does he have to try me? And to give me tests. That is a mystery. And we shall not find it in this life. Because God knows all things. But he has put it that he cannot just look at your heart and say, this is a God put man on free moral agency. You have a right to choose right or wrong. 
to choose to serve him or not to serve him. If today I choose to go to a bar and drink, I'm never to hold the Bible and preach again. God respects my choice. But I will suffer the consequences. So God made it fashion the man in such a way that your heart is made in certain way even to know what you are. He gives you trials. Fiery trials. And then he sees how you respond. When Ruth Chose to follow Naomi. Lucy Naomi. Her decision was her confession. I will follow you. I cannot turn from following you. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Whether you lodge in a swamp, I will lodge. What you eat is what I will eat. Where you die is where I will die. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Now, she must prove that. So when we are following Jesus, that is our confession. There is no there's no conditions. No strings. Lord, if you don't give me a job, I'm going to turn away. I'm going to leave you. Oh, hey. So when you said you believed me, you meant you believe me if. Lord, if you don't give me a husband, I'm only bearing with you this year. I cannot mind to stay here and die without a child. Okay. So you believed with conditions. That was not true faith, That was not genuine. You have proved something else. You have been a deceiver in church. You've been a cold man. Now it's good that the trial has proved you wrong. Praise God. But when God sees that you mean to follow him with no strings, no matter what comes, what goes, whether things are good or bad, Praise God. And you cannot compare him with any other thing. Then he stamps you. He puts a sign on you. 
Praise God. And the Bible says, and grieve not the Spirit of God by which you are sealed until the day of your redemption. Amen. Hallelujah. And then after God found Abraham to be faithful to the promise that God gave him that he would have the child that he would have the child and through this child all the earth earth will be blessed. Then God confirmed his faith by giving him a sign and that sign was circumcision and circumcision is a type of the Holy Spirit. I have not even titled my sermon. My sermon is called The Blood Tag. I will not finish it today. Because I am about to finish now. I am cutting it half. Just the very next verse of this chapter that we have just read if you want to take it down Stephen said Stephen Yagamba in the 50, uh, 51 verse ye stiff necks and circumcise in the heart and ears ye do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did so do you so when we say circumcision, we don't necessarily mean where Abraham was taught to circumcise or where the Muslims circumcised. We see there is circumcision of the heart. There is circumcision of the ears. Now this is another version of circumcision. Before the true circumcision came, God gave man to circumcise the foreskin. Just to keep him there as he waits for true circumcision. That's what the Bible means when it says the law was a schoolmaster. A schoolmaster is the one who keeps you and takes you to you the right place. So before Christ came, God gave us a schoolmaster to take us to the true thing. So before true circumcision came, God gave man to circumcise the flesh. But the real thing about circumcision is not flesh. For flesh and blood shall not inhale the kingdom of heaven. Yes, when Jesus came, the Pharisees wanted to wanted to seek for mistakes in him. That his disciples eat without washing hands. And the Bible says that Jews 
When they come back from markets, they, they don't eat without washing hands. And they don't eat without washing their arms. So that wasn't just washing these fingers. That they fear coronavirus. They would wash their arm. Like a religious ritual. And Jesus told them, you also defy the word of God because of your traditions. No, that there is nothing that enters a human being that just goes through him and goes to the pit that defies him. But what comes out of him adulteries etima malice, hatred, thefts, those are the things that defy him. What come out of him? Those thoughts that tell you go and do this and it is evil. Those are the things that defy you. Now, the foreskin there is no way the foreskin defiles anyone before God but the heart the thoughts of the heart those evil thoughts those are the thoughts that God hates but before what was going to circumcise them came because there was no razor blades there that would cut you and take adultery out of you and take malice out of you and take lies out of you and take stealing out of you there was no razor blade that could do that so God kept people when they were just circumcising the foreskin waiting for the time when they received the real true circumcision. And all his children and his seed after him should have this sign in their flesh. Because it was a distinction. It was to separate them from all other peoples. This sign of circumcision. And that's what God uses today. It is a sign of circumcision of the heart. The Holy Spirit that makes God's people a separated church from all other creeds, faith, and denominations. God wants His people to have a sign, a mark that separates them from other people. Because God has people among people. Never be deceived. Not all Ugandans are God's people. But in Uganda, God has some people. There may be very few, but he has people he claims to be his people. So those people, God wants a mark on them. A mark on them. It is not an talabusi. And it is not a sapuri, a rosary. 
Any devil can have that. Any murderer, any liar can have that. Praise God. But God puts a sign on his people to mark them. Are you not happy to know that God wants you marked and different? You must not mix. You must not be mistaken. You must have a difference. And God from heaven He sees you among the crowd and says there is a man there is my pastor my, my child that one is mine uh, the other one is mine Ooh, Hallelujah Amina. I like that Ooh, Hallelujah Amina. They are in all kinds of denominations. But yet they are separated people. You let me talk to a man two minutes. I can tell you whether he has received the Holy Ghost or not. So can you. It separates them. It's a mark. It's a sign. The Holy Spirit is a sign. You can talk to someone for two minutes. And you know whether he received the Holy Spirit or not. Why? He has a mark on him. Even when they are speaking, they are marked. They are different. Oh, hallelujah. Woo. They are different. I told you one time when I entered in an office in Malaba, so there is a, the last part is a, a police office. So when I entered there, when I entered there, I was wearing my jeans, t-shirts, t-shirts, and a hat. Just as rugged as a, any common person. And the police officer looked at me. Officer, said, sir, are you, are you a minister of the gospel? I told him, how do you know? He said, you look, you look one. How did you know? What a good He said, Sir, never be in an area where people don't know you and you do something wrong. Because you look nothing but a Christian. If I was wearing like this, maybe, <laughs> but jeans, t shirt, a hat. And he said, you look nothing but a Christian. Now, leave alone even that now. I've always given a testimony. Even in other nations and it sets them on fire. There is something very outstanding that happened in this church. There was a, 
a government representative from Senegal. That came here in Uganda. They had a summit in Munyonyo. And he happens to be a believer of the message. And now it comes a Saturday. Those of, those of you old timers here, you know that story. And now it is Saturday. And so long day, he doesn't know where to go to a message church. And as he comes entering into, into the hotel in Munyonyo, he sees a girl. And he said, this looks like a believer. And that was Sister Janet. And then he goes to her. Say, lady, I am a believer of the message of the hour. And tomorrow I ought to be going to church. But I don't know any message church. But you look like a believer. Could you be one? The sister just rejoiced. Sister Say, yes, I'm a believer. And the following morning, she brought him here. A delegate of the, of the government of Senegal. In Uganda. In a strange country. But he can look at a believer and notice this is a believer. Now, that is even outward. It can even be impersonated. But to me, still, that's a big sign. Brother Branham said, if you want to know what that church looks like before God, look at the women in that church. Because a woman represents the church. The Bible says, a woman is a type of the church while a man is a type of Christ. So, before God, there are two kinds of women. Or two kinds of churches. There is what he calls a whore in the book of, of Revelation chapter 17. And still in the book of Revelation, there is a bride virgin church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Virtuous. Bride of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, Rejoice and be glad. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife has made herself ready. And she was given to be arrayed in clean linen, which is the righteousness of the saints. In other words, she's arrayed. She's clothed. And her clothing is the righteousness of the saints. Even the way you dress shows what, what quality of character is there. So if you find a church whose women are painted up, whose women are putting on miniskirts, they are half naked. You know that is how that church looks in the sight of God. Amen. Amina. Don't even ask much. That is a good sign. What that church is before God. But now. Uh, 
Here is a, is a point. Talk to someone for two minutes. But I'm saying the outward, yes, it is designed by the word, but it can be just an outside design. It can be impersonated. But talk to someone two minutes. What comes out of him? How he reacts. How he behaves. The spirit he manifests. Will tell you. Whether he has the Holy Spirit or not. Actually. You talk to him. You can provoke him. You can show you don't believe what he believes. Look at his reaction. You know whether he has the Holy Spirit. Or not. When you see him starting to speak with the mouth. Quivering, a lot of anger. They say they believe that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit circumcises you. And that anger, malice, adultery, he circumcised them out of you. You stop a believer girl and talk to her. Tell her, girl, you're beautiful. I love you. I've liked you. When you see them starting to quemol and to scratch the ground with their feet, starting to know this one has a demon in her. You can tell what is in someone. Speak to that person. Thanks be to the Lord. So, the Holy Spirit is a sign of circumcision. When God approves your faith, then he gives you a sign. My mother there used to say birds of feathers flock together. Well, it's an old proverb. But it's a true one. You don't see doves and crows crows fellowshipping. Their diets are different. Their habits are different. Their desires are different. And that's the way it is with the world and with the Christian. When you have been circumcised by the Holy Spirit, which means cut off a flesh. Circumcision could only be in the male. But, but if the woman was married to man, she was part of him. She was circumcised with him. You remember in Timothy where he said that she shall be served in childbearing. Thanks be to the Lord. The baptism of the Holy Spirit it's a sign. That means first of all that God your faith 
He's now saying also that your faith is right. I approve. I approve. So he gives you a sign. That's the Holy Spirit. Like Abraham was given a sign after being tried of God and he proved him and he told him to circumcise. You also, after God believes you, He circumcises you. How does He circumcise you? He gives you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a razor blade that enters in your life and circumcises the flesh. You just find out you who had anger, it's no longer there. You, you, you had fornication spirits. It's no longer there. You who used to be a liar. No planning. And your plan how you tell lies. Now you can no longer lie. Lying is not in you. You used to lie until you started even believing your lies. But now in you there is no lying You used to have envy. Use not to forgive. But now those things are no longer there. God circumcised you. And he took those things out of your life. He gave you a sign. How do they receive that sign? How do you receive the Holy Spirit? Listen. These days, I get, I receive many questions that say, as I'm finishing, let me repeat it. Let me even cover my Bible and my notes to prove to you that I'm finishing. These days, I receive questions that say, Pastor, I'm being disturbed by a habit. Years and years I've been having that habit. I don't, I don't like the habit. I'll try to pray and fast. But the habit is still king on me. Some of those habits are immoral habits. Most of all. Now how can I overcome that habit? Pray for me. There is no prayer that is going to help you but your own prayers. In this thing. And others say, I've prayed. I've sought the Holy Spirit. But I don't receive him. What can I do? Listen. This is the answer. And it's only one answer. There are not many. You haven't prayed enough. You haven't hated that habit enough. And you take it before God. And you stay on the altar. And you cry, you pray, you travail with such a desperation 
that if God does not deliver you, you'd rather die on that altar. And when he does, you not just think you are free and you walk away. There will be a sign. You will live knowing it's God. Because something will take place. Something will take place. Then what about the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It's the same thing. You haven't wanted him enough. You stay before God. With such a degree of desperation. And pray and plead. Such that you, you want it more than your job. You want it more your, your, your school. You want it more than, more than anything else. And you're not going to live until you've got such a degree of desperation. Is what will give it to you. Here there are quotes I wanted to read. Brother Branham said, Brother Branham we used to do branding of cattle where you would rustle it and tie it down. He said, I used to do the, the, the part of hitting the road. You bring it red hot and you put it on him. It will cry, it will kick. You release him. He goes crying. But he's marked. From that day, he knows who he belongs to. Because he's branded. He's branded. By the way, one time I was passing there at Museveni's farm and I took it. And I took a picture of his bull. His cows are written YK. It's there, it cannot live. That is branding. Now, when they were marking it to know that it belongs to Museven, it didn't like it. It was such a tough experience. It was a burning. And smoke. And crying. But from that time. It cannot be mistaken to be another man's cow. It is known where it belongs. So also that's what God does to his people. If you are still sympathizing with yourself. You will not be branded. But if you are ready to get on the altar, and this time no one is going to tie you, you are going to tie yourself there. And you stay there. And you go through the pain until the fire of God comes in your life. And 
and burns you and burns all the envy all the lust all the lying all the anger out from that day you will live a different man you will have a mark on you you are branded and you know who you belong to. And people will know who you, who you belong to. Because you will have his mark on you. You will talk different. You will walk different. The people you walk with. The places you go. The songs you sing will be different. Let us turn on our feet. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's it. And you can know who they are. They are different. I wanted to go through the signs where you can look at someone you know this is a, this is a Christian. But we cannot go there because of time. Payo Vulamo Wange, Payo Vulamo Wange, Payo Vulamo Payo Vulamo Wange,
Oh, my. Oh, my. 